1: Since gen, what three they've made you feel bad for like beating these guys. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town
2: radio tower, it's the one, the only Pucko Podcast.
1: Go. Welcome on, underground, champions am yeah! League, oh yeah Go. Go. Grab your friends, it's that time again, again. Listen to the show with the fuck never, never ends. ends It's fucko Oh yeah Fucko Go. Go! your host, Stringer Statue Puckle. Puckle. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Puckle. Puckle. And welcome to the 343rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my excellent co host, Scrum, in Basket. And as always, we're here to bring you the. Pokemon Underground Champions League, or Puckle, a Pokemon podcast. Uh, The name actually doesn't originate with Pokemon, however. It was originally the name of the first roller coaster in the United States in 1884. The roller coaster was later renamed to the Switchback Railway, but since then we've reclaimed the name and we've used it for our community ever
2: since. Yes, the first roller coaster in the United States was named the Pokemon Underground Champions League. Yes, it makes perfect sense. even before Pokemon existed as a concept,
0: that they were just ahead of their time. Yeah, clearly. they were clearly just ahead of their time. They knew it was ahead up. of their time indeed. And as always, uh, we are your Pokemon podcast from everything from the video game to the trading card game to even Pokemon Live, the musical. If anybody knows that a thing, yeah, (laughs) did you not know about this? Wait, did you really not know about this? What? Yeah, Pokemon Live the Musical. So back in Gen One, so they so they were trying to uh, hardcore. They they tried to hardcore like market everything out of Pokemon that they possibly could. And what they did was they made a stage production of Pokemon. It was called Pokemon Live barely anybody has seen it there is one tape somewhere but it hasn't surfaced yet where it's like one of those lost mysteries of pokemon we just want to watch it because they were supposed to release like a vhs or like a film version of it and they just never got to it because this thing failed horribly
2: i'm just imagining like danny devito running around in a pikachu costume or something well it wasn't that bad
1: well i don't know i mean it looked pretty bad i only saw one picture of it and it was it had pikachu front and center and his arms were raised up like he was like singing oh yeah really loudly and his and his costume was so like fat and huge
0: (laughs) yeah it was it was interesting it also had Mew 3 in it which was just a gigantic robot Mew 2 And if That's you went priceless. to Pokemon Live, you actually got a Mew 3 card. It wasn't an official Wizards of the Coast card or anything. It was just like a generic, uh, like, hey, we put a picture on a card-sized thing. Here you go.
2: I want one of those. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm not lying. This that was a thing. Cool. Yeah,
2: this was a thing. Oh, wow.
0: There's definitely been a search for getting the tape. I think a YouTuber by the name of Chad Tronic is on the hunt for it, and I don't think he's found it yet. Chad tronic He's an interesting YouTuber. He does a lot of reaction video type stuff, but it's interesting reaction video type stuff. It's not just like, uh-huh, I'm watching this. Yep. It's actually, he delves into the content, and it's, it's kind of like H3H3 style, in huh. my
2: opinion. Yeah. A very That's interesting cool. guy. Good YouTubers. Yeah. Rather than the, you know, smash that like button kind of guys.
0: Yeah, know? exactly. I mean, I, I he's the kind of guy that does it ironically.
2: But uh, if you want to go to the Puckle YouTube channel and uh, smash that like button, go ahead.
0: I'm not going to stop you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what have you guys been up to in Pokemon? Or not in Pokemon. What have you guys just been up to lately? I don't care about just Pokemon. Maybe something else happened in your life that was exciting. Oh,
2: I'm going to talk all about the Pokemon stuff because it's been a bit since I've been on the episode. And the last time I was on was the Fatchless episode on Japanese Pokemon mythology right and since then a lot has happened i'll I'll just narrow it down to three things okay the first thing was i got certified as a vgc pokemon judge after you know you know like the two months of background check that they had to do which took forever
0: i think when i went through mine for a to it took something like seven weeks so that seems pretty standard
2: yeah uh i even sent in an email but and like Two days after I sent that email, it got through. So sometimes you just have to push it along to the right avenues. I think.
0: So fun fact: I'm going to follow this up. Shamu is trying to become a TCG judge, so he has it for, for PuckleCon, and yeah. I was talking to him about it, and he said he still hasn't been contacted. He applied before you did. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Maybe, maybe he should send an email. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is, I recently went to GameStop, and uh. I saw a Bounce Sweet plushie and I was like, I need this in order to represent the existential pain I have in living. <laughs> because if you think about it, Bounce Sweet is like the Pokemon that represents that quality the most, right? Mm-hmm. It's in constant fear of being devoured by everything that it sees and it's screaming out for help by smiling at everyone around it. <laughs> you know? It, yeah. And I have it hanging in my room and it's watching me while I sleep now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And the third thing is that I did uh, Pokemon Community Day with Vigor today. Oh, how was that? Fun.
0: I did that as well. Um, I got I got my Larvitar, so I can get a couple
2: of Tyranitar. I think it was better than last time. I would normally be like. I feel really self-conscious when I have to talk about my Pokemon Go experiences because I know Professor Snag would be listening to this episode. <laughs> and like, whenever I, you, you know, what I'm talking about, right? Because like, whenever you try to talk about like anything Pokemon Go related with him, he'll just be like, "Oh wait, I did five times that." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "Well, I uh, I got my Tyranitar, I got my shiny Tyranitar, and I got a Kyogre. I'm happy."
0: Yeah, that's perfect. That's what I got. Well, I didn't get Kyogre. <laughs> I did not get Kyogre. Because we yeah, haven't found like the was... big park in Dayton yet. We're still looking for the big park. I heard it was Riverscape. I did not go there today.
2: All right, so that's what I've been doing in Pokemon. Also, like, Pokemon Quest and stuff. Oh, not Pokemon Quest. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, the, 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 the Pixelmon? Yeah, like, I've been putting that on in the background. And, you know, <laughs> it's, like, background. super easy and, like... You don't really have to do anything. No, you don't. <laughs> it's like, it's cool. It's cool, right? And like, yeah. you can take autonomy into it, but you know, it's just sort of nothing.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> anyway, it's a mobile game. Let me tell you about it. It's just it's a, mobile a mobile game.
2: game. I, I I was tempted to spend $30 on it. I'll tell you that. I thought about then, like, it,
0: and then I'm just like, you know what? I'll just not do that right now and see what happens. And then I didn't do
2: exactly. it. And exactly, And I'm
0: perfectly fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. What about you, Basket? So in Pokemon,
1: I've restarted a Black Nuzlocke. That's one of the few that I have not actually ever been able to complete. Really? Yeah. I. I don't, it's really... Difficult to get past. Um, Chuck? Is it Chuck? It's just the beginning areas because oh. basically the pat rats, like they learn Super Fang or something like that, like really, really, really quick, and then they have uh, quick attack. So it's like this crazy, annoying frustration. And then there's all those stupid P dubs with super luck that can just like critical randomly, and uh. you never know which ones have it. Um, so that's also a huge pain. And the types that you can get. They're way, way, way spread out. Like in the beginning, you can get like normal flying and bug and fighting. And that's like it essentially like minus, of course, like the starters and the free monkey and the monkey, if you don't have a starter and you lose, you lose one of your types, you're not going to be able to find that again because I I do the, uh, the species clause when I play Mm -hmm. So that in games, you know, I don't run into a Rattata, it dies. And then I run into a Raticate instead of a Growlithe or something like that, you know. So I always have the species clause. And then in in that specific game, I'm thinking of like taking that out maybe because otherwise I, I, I just can't get the types that I need, you know. If my p dove goes, then there's no flying like for a long, long time. Yeah, but 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 you can get a... what's what's the thing between P Dove and unpheasant? Uh Trinkle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can get one of those like almost directly after the next gym after you get your first P Dove. So that species clause just kind of screws me. So I think I'm think I'm gonna need to stop doing that.
2: Cool. Uh that species clause wouldn't work in an emerald Nuzlocke. You just end up with like six wingle or something. <laughs>
1: no yeah. yeah totally like emerald, <laughs> emerald was one of the reasons why i was like species claws like has to happen absolutely i need
0: yeah. i need my Wizmer and my wingle <laughs> and my zigzagoon and i'm ready to go guys you know
2: hey <laughs> those Loudred stab stomps are pretty nice <laughs> like, i'm close I'm at the sand dude, to you get past brawley oh my gosh yeah yeah okay all right. What about you, Thatch? What have you been doing in Pokemon?
0: It depends on which section of Pokemon you want to talk about. Logistical Puckle stuff or if you want to talk about actual Pokemon stuff. This week Let's was... do
2: the exciting stuff. Okay. So
0: the logistical Puckle stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I've been working on a couple of different things. I, I do like a Crystal Nuzlocke in my spare time. Like I'm just going through gen by gen and just doing a Nuzlocke of each third version of each game and hopefully at some point that gets me to actually play my second copy of Ultra Sun Ultra Moon mm. cuz I purchased it at launch because I don't know why at this point <laughs> I am I was thinking about streaming all of this that I've been doing like just Nuzlocks and everything but one that just requires me to go and stream a ton and two yeah. I feel like I need something that I can I need like Pokémon time away from content creation <laughs> Or I'm going to drive myself crazy and hate the franchise and then not want to do Puckle and then everybody's sad and then they go listen to other Pokemon podcasts and then nobody really actually
2: <laughs> misses us. And yeah. You might want to be in the draft like next season. You really seem to like that.
0: I was really into it last season, season one when it came out, and then I didn't want to do it this season and it was specifically because I didn't want to... Uh, I, I was in the midst of getting my PhD done. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, there's no way in hell that I'm going (laughs) to be doing a draft league for the last like six weeks that I'm in grad school because those are going to be the roughest six weeks that I'm going to have in a while. And I don't need that additional like, oh, I need to prep for this or then just lose all of my Pokemon confidence because I like lose a couple of games and then I just let that get to me and it snowballs. Mm -hmm. I try to keep it fresh and light that's kind of my kind of my uh what's it called mentality when it comes to competitive pokemon in general i try to keep it fun and light especially at this point i'm not interested in laddering i'm not interested in getting to the top 500 on showdown i don't think that's interesting i don't think that's exciting i'd much rather be like ha huh, i just beat you with uh with the dunspars or something like that. You know? <laughs> like that that's the kind of game i play
1: it's extremely rewarding when i'm on like Ladder fifteen hundred in BGC, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm and I'm staying there with a Amphrodos team. Yeah, no, like like that is I, I love it. I love what, it so much. One of my
0: favorite things to do personally on the ladder is to get somewhere like fifteen hundred, like in the middle of the ladder, somewhere that it's definitely like, oh, you you worked your way up here, like you had to earn this, and then you switch teams <laughs> to something completely random, something off meta. <laughs> And people Mm. just so just because I get the satisfaction on the other end that the guy's going, how did he make it all the way up to fifteen hundred on the ladder? (laughs) And I get I get the satisfaction of thinking that he thinks that on the other end.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Go, my six lily pups go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I just like doing that kind of stuff, but I try to keep it fun and light. I, I mean, that's kind of how I did so well back at St. Louis regionals and everything. Was I went into every match going, I'm gonna lose this. I don't need to be here. I don't care. I've got nothing to lose in this match. And I think that I think that's kind of why a lot of people in VGC that do the traveling for it and everything. I think mm-hmm. I think that's why they do poorly sometimes, just because it gets in their head. Like, hey, I came all the way out here. This is what I do. I spent money to come out here. My real answer yeah. is, I came out to St. Louis to visit Bo and Viger, and I'm just mm-hmm. in this Pokemon tournament for funsies, and yeah apparently i'm on a train and you can't stop it and (laughs) and, because i'd sit down every game and i'd be like yeah i don't care if i'm gonna win or anything and my opponents were just like oh well then i hope you lose then so that i can win and move on because this matters to me i'm like i'm not gonna make it easy for you (laughs) and every single time they got sorely depressed that was that was probably one of my favorite pokemon experiences of all time Uh, Oh,
2: yeah. I just love smashing in the dreams of neckbeards. It was... Scrawn,
0: actually, you would have really enjoyed it if you were there, in in retrospect. You would have just... Like, every single time I came back from the table, I'm like, yeah. This guy asked me what I was doing. He asked me if this was my first tournament. And then he went into this spiel about how it was his... uh, It was, like, his 50th tournament or whatever nonsense. And that he once top cut when he was in Seniors and not in Masters and he was trying to talk Back in like them good old days. He's right he was trying to talk like he was like he was like somebody that I should care about. And then I sit uh, there and he goes god. on full tilt game 1 when I get a burn off a of scald.
2: Oh my god. I get it, I
0: get it like a scald burn onto a tapu bulu on a switch in. Yeah. And he was
2: he just like he got visibly upset. <laughs> so what now? Yes, I I Play competitive card games just so I can see other people in pain. I feel like you would, you would have literally enjoyed just being there with me, uh, knowing, knowing
0: you. I just feel like you would have really had a good time with
2: that. I would have stood over your shoulder and smiled ominously.
0: Because... <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's enough for that right now. Let's, let's take – we're just going to kick it on over uh, to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Coming to
2: you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in.
0: And welcome to the news that we have a ton of Pokemon Go news specifically to talk about. But before we get to that, I would just like to make a few honorable mentions before we get into the thick of it. First of all, E3 happened this week. Smash Ultimate was announced, along with every single Pokemon that's ever been in the Super Smash Brothers game. So now you can play as Pichu to your heart's content.
2: (laughs) There we go. Wait, is that literally the only Pokemon that's coming back? I think... Oh no,
0: there's...
1: Lot of them, you can be Mewtwo. You can
2: like well, Mewtwo and Lucario were in, uh, yeah. That's Smash 4. yeah. The only one that's coming back is Pichu, really. Yes. Nice. Oh, they are adding the female trainer. Oh, that's as, true, uh, as the skin, so that's cool. And she has all shiny sprites.
0: Well, I guess, I guess to that extent, then Squirtle and Ivysaur are coming back as well.
2: Yes. As yes. Oh, uh, sp- uh, an important thing about that, uh, they announced that. Each of the Pokemon trainers' Pokemon will have the full power level of any of the other fighters. Yeah. So you don't have to feel like you have to constantly switch in order to gain an edge on your opponent.
0: Exactly. You can just pretty pick one that. Pokemon
2: and make that your main. Like,
0: I want to be a Squirtle main. And then you're depressed because that was the wrong choice.
1: I don't know. Oh, we'll see, buddy. I honestly don't know because uh, what's like what's the issue with Pikachu in Smash Bros., right? It's that tiny little hitbox. That Squirtle might end up being a badass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All right, true. Moving on to other not Pokemon Go news. Zeraora was confirmed to nobody's surprise to be given away from July 13th until September 30th in Japan by going to see the new Pokemon movie, which is I forget what it's called. It's like Pokemon something something. I don't know. It's Pokemon Lugia and Zaraora Zora- is here for some reason.
2: There, I'll look up what it is. But that's the, name of, uh, that's
0: the name of the movie. That's the gist of the movie. Everyone's story. That's everyone's story. Everyone's story. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm more excited for the music from that than anything personally, because <laughs> I think they're redoing Lugia's song in that as well. So I'm Ooh. kind of looking forward to that more than anything else about that movie. I also do like that it's being set in this alternate timeline. I've talked about that before, though. I'm really happy that it's going to be in that timeline. I think that's a really interesting Alternate direction.
2: timeline.
0: I think it's interesting <laughs> for the Pokemon movies to go that way, just to keep them fresh and interesting. And you can do whatever you want with it. And you can just randomly introduce mythical Pokemon with no explanation of their backstory or reason. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's the problem with mythical Pokemon. There's just so many problems with mythical Pokemon now. <laughs> yeah, there are just so many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're going to ease into the Poke- the Pokemon Go news. The first thing I'm going to say is if you want to order Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee for your pleasure and you're listening, like, you know what, that Pokeball Plus thing looks really neato, but it's 50 bucks. Well, I can tell you can get $10 off if you buy the bundle of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee with the Pokeball Plus for $100 in the United States. Uh. (laughs) you end up saving ten dollars so that is a plus Uh. it is also a pokeball shaped controller slash pokemon go plus
2: do you need the pocket thing in order to transfer the pokemon
0: no you don't need any you don't need this pokeball go plus for literally
2: anything so it's just a it's just like a Pokey uh pokemon go thing that you like ha- could have before that where you click and catch things so, but also it's is, a controller it's a is joy is actually con, a lot better than that okay um, that's
0: then, that's, then, that's false that's false but please explain
1: okay so it's a lot better than the little wristband thing because a you can hook it on your belt and look like a sweet pokemon trainer okay for <laughs> right, one so that's cool two you can basically use that as, okay, so you know how you had to have your Pokemon Go on in your pocket, and you could walk by and things was like Rumble or whatever. Yeah, and then you could like press it. Well, this time it's going to have the cries that are going to come out of it.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's new. It's going to have me. the
1: cries come out of the ball, and you can you can like I, I well actually I don't know if they didn't say anything about a volume button.
0: <laughs> I imagine that's controlled by the app. I would imagine it's controlled by the app.
2: Yeah
1: yeah yeah so um so it'll vibrate and it'll say the cries or whatever and the coolest thing about it is you can have a pokemon uh you know a digital pokemon in the pokeball itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: that will make it so that that's your walking buddy and you can oh, put it. oh i the- did not
0: know that either that's interesting
1: that's why it's super cool because then i can just look like a sweet pokemon trainer all the days of my life and get a million million million
2: size candies <laughs> got one of those today <laughs>
0: that is your pokemon go news or pokemon let's go news we'll talk more about what happened in in the topic today but so pokemon go is going to be doing a bunch of worldwide events because we we have pokemon go fest that failure of an event that happened last year it's going to have a repeat this year we'll see if they <laughs> learn from their mistakes i doubt it yes i really feel like they're going to do something that just breaks the game again And it's going to be unplayable at Pokemon Go Fest, but we'll see. But before that, July 30th through or June 30th to July 1st, there's going to be a Pokemon Go Safari event in Germany. And they decided for all of these live events that they're doing this summer, that plus Pokemon Go Fest plus another Safari event in Europe, they're going to be going ahead and trying to get the world involved, just like they did last year by us cheering. Last year we cheered for the people at the event. And we're just like, hey, get this done so that we can get the other perks and rewards right on the outside. But this time it's the outside helping out at the same time.
1: So what do we get?
0: That's a good question. So we have, so it's a worldwide effort, and it depends on what people from different parts of the world do at the same time. So I only wrote them down for the Germany event that's happening in a couple of weekends, in two weeks. We have extra Pokemon Go tasks for everybody outside of the Pokemon Go live events. If everybody in the world completes 100,000 research tasks we get extra catching experience, probably like double catch experience or something like that.
2: I think that's going to happen.
0: That one will probably happen. So if over that weekend we complete 100,000 research tasks, I think that's very reasonable. If Europe, the Middle East, and Africa combined do 5 million research tasks, we get extra raid experience. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, if the Americas do 5 million, we get extra hatch experience. And if the Asia-Pacific region does 5 million research tasks, It's a one hour of a lucky egg or something like that
1: Hatch experience is ridiculous. So yeah, people in America do poorly.
0: Well, I think I think as long as everybody does it, everybody gets the prize from my understanding of the press release they did for this. I could be wrong, but worst case, we get hatch experience, which is all right, but it's not the best. It's different for the Pokemon Go Fest, but I'll talk about that more next week because I I want to stretch the news. Um, That's the honest answer. But that's your Pokemon Go news. Now, if you want to Pokemon Go to Puckle stuff, you can go to... Pokemon
2: oh Go to the pool!
0: Did you see my Hillary Clinton reference there?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I could not resist.
0: Currently in Puckle, we have the Summer League ongoing, of which uh, both Scrum <laughs> and I are gym leaders. For those of you who are unaware, Summer League... I am
2: not. I am not a gym Wait, leader. Wait, are you not a gym that leader? A
0: oh statement. my gosh. I am not. Well, it's because we don't like you. I'm a gym leader. And if you want to learn how to play competitive Pokemon, it's a great opportunity to do it. Uh, For those of you who are new to it, you just come to our Discord server. You just battle any of the gym leaders when their gyms are open. There's a link to the website for that. And if their gym's open, you can challenge them. You can get their gym badge. And if you get eight gym badges, you go to go to the final tournament where it's a single elimination tournament. And if you win that, you get a 2DS XL. Isn't that exciting? Oh Yeah. Fun fact. Really?
2: Yeah. Pretty cool. Hey, Fetch, can I enter this tournament?
0: Yeah, you could.
2: i to give you the prize, but give it to the second. Yeah, I probably wouldn't no. give it to
0: you, but... <laughs> Wait a second, so buddy. So we don't look Incestuous?
2: <laughs> incestuous? Is that an appropriate term here?
0: uh yeah kind of Technically, exactly. I think yeah. nepotistic
2: might be better nepotistic could right? be a better word i i think
0: yeah. i think all of it is a good word both of those are good descriptions of the events that would occur
2: gives me uh you know yeah absolutely the, 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 yeah yeah and ne- anyway i'm still gonna try and i'm gonna <laughs> guilt you into giving that to me if you
0: i mean you'll come you'll save us on shipping costs right
2: <laughs> that's true Yeah. Uh, all right. Maybe I'll just do it to deny everyone else. <laughs> you can't have this. I can't have it. Nobody.
0: So far, I've done about uh, seven gym battles, I think, and i am gone undefeated on a team that I took probably 15 minutes to build. Really? Um, yeah, I feel really bad. What type are you? I'm flying this year. Ooh. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, was originally, I originally chose flying because I wanted to do Mega Pidgeot, and then I realized Mega Pidgeot's garbage. <laughs> i whoa, swear
1: it came whoa, whoa whoa not true
0: uh it is garbage in a mono flying type setting
1: <laughs>
0: in a mono flying type setting it is absolutely awful so what i did was i ended up swapping that out. i i brought lando and thunderous because why not
2: oh my god that's why you're undefeated <laughs> I,
0: actually it's not i don't think those two have put in that much work personally what actually so for those of you who are unaware of summer league uh, the way it works is the gym leader teams aren't exactly monotype because one, that's not as fun to play with from a team building perspective, and two, it makes the game too easy if we're just monotype teams. What we do is we have three Pokemon of that type, two Pokemon that can learn an offensive move of that same type, and then one wild card to help cover weaknesses.
2: And they have to know those offensive moves.
0: Exactly. So I picked Whimsicott and I taught it Hurricane as one of my two Pokemon with like a move of that offensive type, right? Mm-hmm. Just for the lulls, for the memes, you know? because Thatch yeah. thinks Whimsicott's a flying type, right? So why wouldn't he have it on his flying uh-huh. type team?
1: uh
0: uh-huh. Yeah, you get it? <laughs> I chose Whimsicott, but I realized, I'm like, oh, you know what I could do with Whimsicott? I could have a lot of fun with this. I could run Prankster Whimsicott with Tailwind when Whimsicott's about to go down. I could just set up a Tailwind, Whimsicott gets knocked out, we go ahead and bring in uh, bring in another Pokemon. I'm like, what's a good Pokemon that we could bring in that could take advantage of this speed boost? And I'm like, Bliscephalon. Blicephalon, hands down. Oh my god! <laughs> and so I'm running this really weird Blicephalon with like flame charge, and it's it's just it's just running train. Nice. It's it's a good time. I'm having a fun with it. Why don't
1: you guys just outlaw UBs and legendaries?
0: Because that doesn't teach you how to play OU. Okay. Uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the OU meta game.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. It's, okay. So if you want to yeah. win that 2DS XL, come and challenge our gym leaders.
0: Exactly. And so you can also, if you want to come and just challenge me in real life and be like, fight me, Kyrem, right to my face. <laughs> All the Puckle memes are within like five minutes. That's what we're trying for here. <laughs> if you want to come and do that, you can come to PuckleCon July 21st and 22nd in the Dayton Convention Center. It's a good time. Hoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. <laughs> You know, you keep saying that you're going to have all this time, but you're going to be busy. That's absolutely
0: probably true. It won't stop people from trying to talk to me, though, as I learned last year.
2: (laughs) Uh, That's fine.
0: They're going to try to talk to me anyway. We're going to try to do everything. If you guys want more information about PuckleCon and what's going on, first of all, just like quick synopsis, you can go and check out PuckleCon stuff at uh, our website, pucklepodcast.com. There's a tab there. That links you to all the things that are happening. There's also a convenient PDF you can download for that as well. <laughs> and you can see we're running a sanctioned TCG tournament, a sanctioned VGC tournament. Sanctioned, not premier. That should be noted. It's sanctioned, not premier. You will not get championship points. And then also, uh, we're doing a bunch of side events, most notably of which, in the one that I always use as an example, when somebody asks, what kind of side events are you running? A Pokemon Stadium 2 minigame tournament may the uh may the prize forever be in your favor.
2: Oh my goodness. Are we doing Pockin too?
0: Uh Pockin's going to be like one of those pickup side events like if you can get enough people.
2: Cuz no, I don't know I how many that.
0: people are going to be ready to play Pockin right off the bat. But there will be there will be TVs provided at the at the venue. Mm-hmm. Where I sure. I worked at, I forgot I was going to rent some TVs and then it, first of all it was super expensive to rent TVs. Then I remembered that my brother purchased first of all I have a brother uh, I don't think anybody know that. I, don't I not know. I think this is the first time I've mentioned it on the show. My brother went and purchased like a bunch of these 24-inch TVs from a school that was getting rid of them for like 20 bucks a piece. And he didn't know what he was going to do with four TVs. And so <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hey, do you want to bring those down? Because I could use those. And so they're going to bring them down <laughs> yeah, here. A younger brother experience. or an older brother? A younger brother.
1: Oh, good. Rub some dirt in his face. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's very young oh, no. um, he's much younger than me but <sighs> all right also very quickly before I forget guys we're gonna be doing a art competition for a new puckle logo so if you guys want to be part of that you can go ahead and just send us your logo submissions at pucklepodcast at gmail.com we really look forward to them we are looking for finalized ideas so if you can send in a final project that would be great you just send those in if you win the turn or win the contest because we are looking to update our logo you can go ahead and and get a free t-shirt purchased for you from TeePublic with your logo on it. So definitely consider sending those in, where you're going to close submissions for that on July 1st. So you have two weeks to do that. I look forward to see what you're going to bring. We are going to cut the news there, though, and we're going to go to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. They are in a race of 30 points, but right now it really doesn't matter because Whimsicott wins the next time she's on the show, mostly because I lost track of the points, and I'm not going to go back and try to find out all the point scores again.
2: Nice. So let's just win anyway and make your...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, I, I hope that in retrospect, somebody goes and looks up the points like maybe a year or two later, and they're just like, by the way, somebody hit 30 points before Whimsicott.
2: Yeah, it was basket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you will him like a coaster or something, mate.
0: Uh, yeah, well, actually what they're competing for uh, now is a plush from under $20 from the PokemonCenter.com website.
2: I can get a second bounce suite.
0: <laughs> to be fair, the plushes from Pokemon Center are a much higher quality than that you're going to find in GameStop. <laughs> That's
1: With- true. I never got into plushes because they all look like crap, in my opinion.
0: You are wrong.
1: There's a couple of them where it's like, okay, like those are those are done really well. But some of them, you can see
0: the shape. The more intricate ones are really bad. If you need to look at the PokemonCenter.com website because those are top notch, in my opinion. And most of the it, most of the plushes they make are base form on purpose because if not, it like, gets too intricate. <laughs> but for those of you who do not know anything about Pokemon or Puckle's Pokey Quiz, we ask 5 questions, each worth 1 point apiece. However, one of these questions will have a bonus point attached to it so they can try for 6 points. They do get one hint to help them answer all of the questions. If they answer all of the questions correctly without using the hint, they can cash in for an extra point for a possible total of 7. So if you guys are ready, I have a bunch of questions that weren't written by me, ready to go.
2: Let's go for it.
1: I'm ready.
0: All right. So we're going to start things out nice and easy, nice and light. I want to know what is the lightest ground type Pokemon? Not me specifically. I believe this is actually BK Cobra. He wants to know. Oh, no, it's not BK Cobra. I got this wrong. It is Hydra. Hydra wants to know what is the lightest ground type Pokemon?
2: The lightest ground type Pokemon. Well, like the first thing that comes to mind is Diglett, but like I don't know if that's true. Well, is this is,
1: is this like a monoground, or is this like a? Uh...
2: Yes. No, it just has to have ground typing. Yeah. Wait. Sure, okay. it's a mono Okay. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'll give um, you that for free. Okay. Hmm.
1: Then I would say I would say either uh, Diglett or Trapinch because Trapinch is like a bug thing.
2: Yeah, Trapinch has a bigot big head, though. Romo Diglett would weigh more. Uh, let's think about other stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's got that hair.
2: Yeah, that hair. And he's steel type, so I just assume. Oh, yeah, it's a mono type, so. <clears> that. Uh, in Gen 4, I can. Hippopotamus. I'm going to need the an answer. He,
1: he's like a... Uh, and Gen 4... But he has the same issue with Hippopotas or whatever, because... He's an elephant, so... Uh, I just want to go with Diglett, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's a pile of dirt. How much can he weigh?
0: Hmm. All right. Fats. Diglett is correct. So that is Yay! one point for you guys. All right. So that's one. All right. So we're going to move on to our next question, which comes from Ironcaster on the Discord. And he wants to know, in the anime... How many siblings does Brock have?
2: Oh, my goodness. It's a lot.
1: (laughs) I know that much. I have absolutely no clue. Uh, Uh, Do we have an (laughs) over-under?
0: Oh, yeah, I'll give you a plus or minus one. Uh, Plus or minus two. Uh, I'll be nice. Plus or minus two.
2: (laughs) Well, in that case, I want to say nine. (laughs) Is that Uh, fair? Cause he has a lot. Is that your final answer? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say seven. I'll say seven. Okay, let's go
0: with his seven. That is within the margin of error. Uh, the answer is actually nine, but that gives you guys mm. the point. He has five brothers and four sisters. For those of you wondering at home, so nice. it is nine. Yeah,
2: one of them is Forrest. <laughs> Don't they introduce most of them throughout the show? No, only random? one. Only one. Oh, really?
0: Only one of them gets Just like fun. a special aside. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, because the new Pewter City gym leader is actually Brock's brother, Forrest.
1: I mean, in reality, no one really cares about Brock. So <laughs> no one's really cared about siblings.
0: <laughs> That's kind of true. Our next question comes from... I believe this one is actually from... Uh, nope, this one is from Sparky. And he wants to know... About Sneasel evolving into Weavile. He says to evolve Sneasel into Weavile, it must be holding a Razor Claw and be leveled up at night. This, these are really specific circumstances, by the way. Um, yeah. It, it's almost as bad as if Nintendo were just like, man, when this Pokemon hits level 30, you should flip your 3DS upside down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only that was a joke. And so <laughs> in Ultrasun Ultra Moon, there are only two ways of obtaining a Razor Claw. You are given one by an NPC in Tapu Village. What is the other way you can obtain a Razor Claw?
2: Uh, catching uh, a Sneasel. Is that what
1: it is? Well, that's what I'm thinking because in a lot of gens, that's something that Sneasel has on it.
2: Yeah, and you can catch uh, Sneasel in that one icy mountain place.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, if you can come
2: up with a better idea,
1: let's go for that because I'm purely basing that off of the other games. Well, my guess would have just been Battle Tree. Oh, uh, well that's uh, probably completely possible too. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: yeah. That makes it um, so
0: then let's do I'll say it's not Battle Tree. I'll say not Battle Tree.
2: I Battletree. like your answer, Basket. Okay, then we'll say
1: catching a Sneasel with razor claw.
0: That is incorrect kind of for the most part. Uh so it isn't what? a held item by a Pokemon, just not by Sneasel. It's actually by the Komo huh. line. Jengmoo, Hakamo and Komo oh, actually all have a chance to hold it. Komo mm-hmm. itself has like a 50% chance if you can find a wild one, which can happen from my understanding. It's just like a 1% chance. Yeah, SOS oh. battles, mm-hmm.
1: right? Oh crap, and that's right. Sneasel doesn't hold the Sneasel doesn't hold that. He holds something else that's some other claw or
0: Oh yes, he Maybe holds the grip, claw, the grip claw. The grip claw. Yeah. Crap. The item huh. that nobody else uses. But that's close, guys. So the next question is the question that contains your bonus point. And this one comes from BK Cobra. And I'm pretty sure you're not going to get it right, but I needed trivia <laughs> questions. And <laughs> it, was, it was pretty timely. Bring it on. In the new footage of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee shown at E3 this week, it was revealed that Pikachu learns a move it hasn't in previous titles.
1: Oh, what move was that's it? Was and you get a wait, bonus wait. point.
0: And you get a bonus point. Wait. So one point for knowing the move and another point for knowing what level it learns the move. Okay,
1: I I think it was double kick. And I think the level was like
2: 14 or 15. I'm going to go with your judgment on this one.
1: (laughs) But I can't remember if it was 14 or 15.
2: Uh, It doesn't
1: matter. I'm going to say double kick at 14.
0: That is correct on the move, but incorrect on the level. It It is double kick. Uh, he does learn double kick now because we have to make things easy for you going into gym leader battles significantly more <laughs> so than before and uh, it's almost as bad as charmeleon learning metal claw and leaf green and fire red
1: it blew my mind that nobody that was playing like on the live stream like yeah, saw that. Saw, so, well so they like,
0: saw it, it they really saw like, it. it they probably just didn't want to mention it like outright yeah like, it, it, like that's just <laughs> that's just like a bigger sign of hand holding than anything else uh, in my opinion
1: Mm-hmm. it was it was it was just crazy to me because it was like
0: wait is that a new move why is nobody talking
1: about this what's going on and then and then uh, i was like oh wait no okay because i was gonna i was gonna actually write to the viridian guild and I was gonna yeah. be like Pikachu learns a new move and then and then I was like wait no just double kick he, probably already knows that move, but I never use
0: Pikachu. He doesn't. Like- he doesn't. It. It's just new. It's just new to him now. Uh, it, he learns it at level nine now, though, in, uh, in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Well, at least in the beta that they showed. Oh, wow. Uh, so that yes. that gives you guys three total points today. So let's see if we can make it four.
2: Um, you do still have the hint. Yeah. And some uh, of the answers to our questions today have been nine. So uh, we're almost at three nines. And then I can do a very inappropriate reference. Too bad because this is question
0: number five, <laughs> and as always, every week it is uh, it is a stat based question, and I want to know today what is the ice type Pokemon with the highest base special attack?
2: Ah. Uh, okay, the first thing, like it's I've been crazy. raising a frostlass, so frostlass comes to mind, but I don't think it's frostlass. Is uh, um is the Ice Kiram or whatever? Is is that one special? Uh QRM. yeah. It could be uh white curem, I think. Maybe it's Reshiram. White QRAM could be it, I think. is fire. Oh, white curem is a uh, half Reshiram, half curim. It's uh, it's the merged form, DNA splicers. Oh right, 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 right. Um, so that comes to mind. I know it has the most potential for a powerful move, uh, in the game or it used to at least. Um,
0: is that your final like, answer?
2: No, chill out, man. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, let's see what do we got. What do we got? Yeah.
1: You know what? Yeah. There aren't many ice types out let's, there. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, uh, the y- white Q Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that one.
0: Oh, that dude. is correct. Uh, it is yeah! White Kyrem with a base 170 special attack. It's like in the top five or six, man. It's, it's up there. But yeah, fight <sighs> me, Kyrem, and it, it'll smack you down.
2: Looking at you, Keldeo.
0: And so <laughs> that is going to be you it keep for this. saying
2: Kyrem, and every time you do it, it triggers me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is going to be it for this week's edition of uh, what's it called? Po- Puckle's Pokey Quiz. <laughs> There's four points for you guys. Let's see who gets the 31st trick question. The answer is whimsicott. Uh, we are going to take a short break here, guys, and we're going to be right back at you with the topic.
2: Hey, Puckleonians! It's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube pucklepodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com pucklepodcast.
0: And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be all of the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee news that we gained this week from E3 and their live playthrough of the game, which was actually really interesting. They they cleared up a lot of things. I, I don't know how much. I know Scron hasn't seen any of this, so we're going to blow his I mind. But, Basket, I think you've followed it. I think you've been following it.
1: Yeah, so I watched the whole thing. Um, I was watching the E3 like the actual E3 thing though. And so the issue with that was that it cut back like right in the middle of it. Yeah. So it, it didn't have the whole tree house. So mm. literally they were talking and they're like, yeah, so how it's going to work is you're going to transfer uh, your Pokemon from Pokemon go to this place. And then once that happens, how you're going to catch them is <laughs> 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 it, Like goes back to E3. And I was like, what, what? I want to know how early I can get my Pokemon Go's in here.
0: Okay, so you so new life goal is to actually get like static for a stream. Like, I want to get the white static from old TV sets and just like switch scenes on OBS, but in between, <laughs> it's just like white static in between.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that would be. I think yeah, that would no, be great. That was, that was for
1: dramatic purposes because this is a podcast. But... Yeah, no i
0: I want that now. <laughs> I want that in all of my streams. Like when something goes offline, it just doesn't go to like black. It, you get the snowy white channel from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Forget these digital channels. I need just really bad reception on my TV. We, we can clear that up actually, but uh, let's let's just go through the list. There's a nice list of things that are happening. So one thing I forgot to mention about the Pokeball Go Plus that in, earlier in the show is that they revealed if you purchase that within the first few months of Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee existing, you can actually get a Mew in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. And you might be like, well, I got a Mew in Pokemon Go and I can transfer my Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. They will not let you transfer that Mew into Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, it turns out. So, yeah.
1: That's kind of silly. That's
0: what they said, because they want you to buy Pokemon Go Plus or Pokeball Go Plus because they want you to buy that to get Mew. So, fun fact. Uh, take that for what you will. I'm blowing your minds already. It's about to get worse. <laughs> all right. So gaining experience. I'm sure Baskets already seen this. Uh, when you're gaining experience for your party, it, you, the experience all rules still exist because, one, you can't battle wild Pokemon anymore, right? Uh, You've seen this, right, Skron? Yeah. You can't battle wild Pokemon.
2: Yeah. It's just you catch stuff like yeah. Pokemon. So
0: go. every time you catch a Pokemon, it gives all of your Pokemon experience. Yeah. yeah. And the size of the Pokemon funny. affects it because the larger the Pokemon, the more experience points you get. The smaller the Pokemon, the less experience points you get. For the it.
2: size?
0: Yeah, because you know how yeah. when you catch a Pokemon in Pokemon Go, you can get an extra large or an uh, extra small version of that Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing here in Pokemon Go plot. In, <laughs> in Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and
2: Eevee. Yeah. There well, better be. Uh, reference where it's a hiker and a fisherman sitting at opposite opposite sides of a table arguing over the sizes of low tads and sea dots.
0: so that won't exist because only gen one pokemon are in. let's go pikachu and let's go Eevee. that you're ruining my day <laughs> uh, so hard so hard <laughs> this is my this is my plan right now it's just a it's just to hurt you in your soul because uh, uh, because we're all slow uh, so the you Alolan, po- I don't think they'll add it here. I think, I think their game plan right now is, hey, let's remake Gen 1 so we can get all the Gen 1ers that picked up Pokemon Go to come to the Switch right now. I think that's their plan. And then you get people to finally realize that Niantic isn't coming up with Gen 4 Pokemon, that Gen 4 Pokemon already exists. And when the Gen 8 game comes, you get to pull some of that Pokemon Go crowd from Let's Go games to the real games. And I will I will forever refer to the the main series the core series games now as the real games. Let's go, Pikachu and <laughs> Let's go Eevee are not the real games. Yeah, they are far worse.
2: I did see a little uh, tidbit where they said in 2019 the competitive players are yes. really going to like uh, yes like uh, it. Well, not Let's Go, but there's going to be a new.
0: We talked about this last week on the show, but there's going to be a, a new Gen Eight game in 2019. They confirmed that that's uh, cool so gen 8's so coming in 2019 and i'm glad because they actually took time to make it it sounds like so that's gonna be it was, really yeah. nice.
1: it was really funny because um when the, when the news of it first came out right and they were first uh i don't know if it was leaks or if it was a like an official announcement before they showed the video there was all this all these like unanswered questions sort of things but then they f- they said like you will not be battling pokemon in the wild you'll be just catching them right mm-hmm. and then in the viridian guild chat uh sublime and i were talking i was saying that this is literally a main series pokemon game without battling wild pokemon and how frustrated i was that that was like the only thing that they left out he was saying but it's not a main series game. And my thing was like, yeah, but it could be if they would have just added this one thing. Like, I don't know. It it was it it was silly to me.
0: You're not wrong. I think this is literally
1: literally everything about it is a regular Pokemon game except for this specific issue. And it bothers me to no end.
0: (laughs) So I, I can understand that. But it's good in a couple of different ways. One, you get the Pokemon Go tie in. I think that's kind of a shallow first level look at it hey, we can get these people who play this one game to play this other game because it's got the same mechanics, right? But we can go a little bit deeper and see not only that, but it's lowering the barrier of entry into Pokemon because if, you're look, if you look back at Gen 6 and they brought up the experience all and everything, they said, well, that's because people don't have as much time to grind anymore, right? We give you the experience all so you can actually go through the game at a good pace without grinding. So if we go back to this, this kind of does that, but it's even reducing the grinding even more. Because all of the grind grinding, I'm putting that in quotes, that exists in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, is literally catching Pokemon. So if I want to go and level up my level two Pokemon in the end game when in Victory Road, I don't even have to battle with them. I don't have to worry about them fainting. I don't have to run to the Pokemon Center every time. I can literally just sit there and just like toss Pokeballs at things, catch them, and then get a bajillion experience for my level two Pidgey. So that, mm-hmm. that's another way to look at it. Um, so it speeds up the game significantly. You're gonna bring in core. You're gonna bring in Pokemon Go players to the system, which is their overall goal, in my opinion. That mm-hmm. should be their overall goal. I think icing on the cake is getting some of those people to move over to the core series, which I don't think you will. You won't get a significant portion. You'll get some of them, not a significant portion. And uh, because I mean, Pokemon Go itself caused a lot of people to go out and buy 3 dss and stuff. I know that was true of actually our own Professor Sycamore, who used to be on the show. Uh, as soon as Pokemon Go came out, he he started talking to me about purchasing you know the newest pokemon game this was back in gen 6 still and i'm just he's just like should i buy omega ruby the Alpha sapphire or should i buy x and y i'm like you want x and y you'll enjoy that far more i think you'll get some of that uh but i don't want to i don't want to harp on this because i've been saying the same thing for three weeks and i'm sure people are tired of it the big picture
2: thing is sort of uh the Nintendo Switch is proving to be an immensely successful console. It has a lot of third-party support, which is something people have wanted. You know, it even has Skyrim on it, which is something you would have never expected like a year uh, ago. To
0: be on no, that's Nintendo. not true. Skyrim's on literally everything. Okay.
2: Yeah, but like it's never been on like the Wii U or something. It was on the Wii, on. Wii U. It was, it was put on the Wii U and then now they're porting
0: what? it. What? No, it wasn't on the Wii U. That's a lie. Skyrim was not on the Wii, really? Wii U.
1: What? Are no. you sure?
0: Yes. I owned okay. a Wii U. I would know about this.
2: <laughs> anyway, my the, bad. <laughs> which is super successful. It's getting a bunch of like indie games, and it's getting a lot of money poured into it, and it's going to have good games mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited for this. But let's let's move on to other things that were announced about this. So, if you want to keep playing uh, playing this game, and you want to, uh, you're just like, man, this is a remake of Pokemon Yellow, right? Yeah, kind of, except. What about your rival? Is your rival still a mean person? That doesn't seem to fit with Pokemon's current rival system. And you'd be right. It doesn't. So they decided to get rid of the the upsettingly mean rival and replace him with a guy named Trace, who's just your friend and helps you out all the time.
1: He just said that you stink. That's it.
0: Yeah. Like, like, and
1: he might, he might literally
0: smell. Honestly, I feel like that's part of the experience of Gen 1 games, is just getting a rival who's who you want, like, you're just mad at and you beat. Since Gen what
1: three they made you feel bad for like beating these guys
0: yeah well i think i think gen 3 if you consider wally the rival i feel like that was the last real rival we had
1: yeah but but he's he's the one i'm talking about you just feel bad because he's like this sick kid who's just trying to be like
0: i don't know i think his story is super successful everywhere he goes
1: and then he goes and then he goes there and no like i was i was totally stoked for him like when i was first playing and I saw, like, like that was cool. That was a cool way to do, like, a friend rival. Because it was like, he's, like, going through this whole, you know, char- like, unseen character arc of him, you know, like, just being, like, afraid and timid and everything like that. And then he actually grows <laughs> into like, this super badass dude. Um, so that was cool. But what I'm trying to say, though, is, like, um, afterwards, you just start, e- you're, you're, you're either feeling bad for them or... um you hate them so much and their stupid smiles that you just...
2: You get Barry, to- who got to go fast. <laughs> what? Barry, right? Oh, is that what it, Oh, Clint, maybe he, that's what people... What? What are him. we talking about? The the rival in Gen 4, the blonde kid who red, yeah, runs Barry. everywhere. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, Barry. <laughs> the best rival ever. He just runs okay. everywhere. That's his whole, that's his whole plot. He He's pretty runs. awful. <laughs> he goes fast
1: okay my first my first my first real hatred your rivals came uh, in the form of the 80 rivals that you had in x and y
0: I think that's where a lot of people <laughs> started to like really criticize it but I don't think I mean it, it was definitely an issue before then like gen 4 mm-hmm. was definitely a problem I think gen 5 equally so unless you consider n to be your rival to an extent
1: i, I yeah I think I think ends the rival the other ones they're not rivals. They're just dorks that follow you around on your adventure. Exactly. It's Trevor,
2: Shauna, and Tierno, and they were all memorable presences. No,
1: because you're missing a fourth <laughs> one. There's a fourth one.
2: It's the, I don't know, generic opposite player character sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call them. Uh, anyway.
0: But yeah, that's, that's our new rival. He's pretty awful.
2: Bring back Tierno. He likes to dance.
0: So... <laughs> Basket brought it up earlier. He got to, he missed the part where they talked about transferring Pokemon from Pokemon Go. So I had previously thought it would be possible to make it two-way. It didn't look that way, but I was kind of hoping. Uh it, it is one way confirmed. It is only from Pokemon Go to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. That is it is only one way. Take that for what you will. The way it works is very Gen 4, actually. Back in Gen 4, I get we're just putting all the memes in today. But back in Gen 4, <laughs> we had the PAL Park. As our transfer method, so the idea is you take a Gen three Pokemon, you bring it in, then you go catch it. So the same thing's happening in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. However, it's replacing the Safari Zone, which I think is a little sad because the Safari Zone is literally the exact same mechanic you're trying to put into the entire game. So that's that's stupid and sad. But so you can bring your Pokemon over from the from Pokemon Go, put them there, and then all you have to do is go catch them, and then you have that Pokemon in your game now. So that's kind of cool. You can bring them over, except for that Mew. And it has to be a Gen One Pokemon, or there are Lowland forms. Uh, and as far as I, right now we have a Lowland Executor. On July Fourteenth, we're getting a Lowland Diglett and a Lowland Geodude.
2: How do we get those?
0: So a Lowland Executor was out like for three or four days. I don't know how to evolve one from a regular Execute. Personally, right now, I don't know if anybody does.
1: I, I don't either. I didn't. I wasn't even aware. Like I knew that there were Lowland Pokemon in there. But I thought that they were going to be like, you know, like a Lolan Raticate that automatically evolves into it. I didn't think they would put something where you had to have like a...
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I caught, I straight up just caught a Executor. Executor. That's what happened. They did an event where they were wild for a couple of days. Super common. So I assume they're going to do the same thing with a Lolan Diglett and a Geodude. So I'm going to have to play a ton that weekend to get both of them moving on so i don't lose my lose my place uh but that's how you catch the pokemon you bring them in and depending on their cp in pokemon go the higher level they'll be in let's go pikachu let's go eevee so that'll be kind of nice it's also a good place in the game to put it in there around future city when you after you have like three or four badges i think that's a good time to give it to you candy's also in there just like pokemon go candy's there you can except it doesn't level up your pokemon or something instead it just boosts their stats so that's weird And kind of cool because you can still send the Pokemon to the professor and get them turned into candy after you catch them. Uh, Except you get, like, quick candy or strong candy or something like that. Nice. Finally, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, other than some multiplayer you can play with friends, whatever, who cares, is playing on the internet is still allowed. However, you are going to need the Nintendo Internet thingamajig when that comes out, because that's still supposed to come out this fall. Oh, Remember that?
2: Finally, switch online. You're yes. finally doing that? Like yeah. The Xbox well, live sort yeah. of. yeah, it year. was
0: supposed to come out last fall and then it got pushed back to the beginning of this year and then it got pushed back to fall. So mm-hmm. take that for what you will. The thing is I've heard price points on it are going to be far lower than something like Xbox live. Right. Um, you're going to be getting instead of $60 a year for Xbox live, it's going to be $20 a year for switch online. Which is something right. I'm willing to pay because I pay 5 bucks a year right now for Pokemon Bank. Yeah. And I, I'd be more than happy to just go, okay, this is fine. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's something that you need. But you can still trade and battle online. You just don't get ladders or anything. So the fun thing is that means when this game comes out, Gron and I can do exhibition matches on stream. Yes. Gen one, <laughs> Gen 1 exhibition matches. With all yes. zero of the... Well, no, actually, there won't be zero dark types if we can get some of the Alolan forms in there.
2: I will bring six Golbats no matter what.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope that th- we can get the Alolan forms in there sooner rather than later. Because mm-hmm. if not, you make a very unbalanced metagame. Yeah. Re- because y- you get a lot of dark types added in with Alolan forms. You're getting uh, Alolan Grimer and Muck, Alolan Ratata, and then Alolan Meowth, I believe, are all dark types. I don't know if anybody else grabbed it. Yeah, yeah, those are the only true. ones. Also, the game's no longer buggy, I guess, because now Ghost is super effective to Psychic, except <laughs> instead of the original chart, which was absolutely awful.
2: Well, there's one of them, so
0: yeah, well, Alolan Marowak, Alolan Marowak. Too. Oh, yeah, don't forget yeah, that. Yeah. Alolan Marowak, man,
2: that would be kind of overpowered, wouldn't it?
0: Uh, Alolan Marowak would be really
2: good in this game, I think. It would be really interesting meta.
0: Yeah, it, it a Gen One meta would be. It's going to be an interesting meta. I want to see how Smogon handles it, because we don't know how the stats are going to work. They said they were going to try to simplify things, so we might not get things like EVs and IVs. Well, you'll probably have IVs, but you won't have EVs and stuff like that.
2: Well, Let me tell you a
1: story st- real quick. I think that's what the candy's supposed to do. I think these, so like, too,
0: but I don't know. I'm really interested to see how this goes and to see if there's any Pokemon Bank compatibility that comes with this game. I feel like the no back to Pokemon Go makes me think that there's going to be some Pokemon
2: bank compatibility. If we're talking gen one meta, let me tell you about the time I got absolute destroyed by Seijun park in the, the all Kanto classic.
0: Okay. Tournament. Use this as a cat as a, as a capstone to this discussion. I'm excited for this. Please tell.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was at worlds in uh 20, it, it was 2015 or 2016, 2016. I, That's when you went 2016. Yeah. So I uh, went to the worlds, but I didn't I didn't go as like a participant. I went as a spectator. And if you had a spectator pass, you could do the side events. So I did the side events and this was after the first day. Uh, unfortunately Sejan Park didn't make it past uh, that on that particular year. He didn't make it past like the you know day, first he didn't day. make it the date so two. Yeah. yeah, so he was doing the side events and he was absolutely destroying them. And I actually <laughs> got paired up against him. <laughs> and it was super exciting. I have a picture of me with him. And, like, he doesn't speak English very well. So he was just sort of like, uh, okay, picture, okay. Yeah, okay. And I was, like, trying to speak, like, what little uh, Korean I know. So I was, like, saying, 안녕, Hasil And, like, Kansami that like, stupid foreign, foreigner stuff. Anyway, we battled. And, like, I had a really good team. And I got him down. I managed to KO two of his Pokemon. And then he brought out the Sea King and the seeking with lightning rod is really good because electric was one of the few types that was you know effective right but like, it just for some something he did with the seeking just completely shut down my entire team i don't like it was uh physical with drill run and like waterfall and stuff Ooh. it was yeah it's gonna messy like, up. yeah so that's the that's the story of how one time Skron got wrecked by Pachirisu, dude <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right that is going to be where we end this discussion this week guys uh, actually we're gonna... there's
2: one more
1: thing i have a uh um, okay a public announcement regarding a uh, pokemon let's go um basically so i know what is thinking and what everybody wants like me they want their uh um their pikachu buddy to evolve into a raichu and they oh, want to yeah. be able to pick uh what their uh, evolution is going to be for the eevees and uh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, they're 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 probably specifically not bringing that up uh, because they don't want to disappoint you. Because they want you to uh, buy the game and think that you're <laughs> going to have a little, Raichu, a little a little a little Raichu riding on your hat, or uh, um or uh or some cool Vaporeon riding on your hat, or whatever you know. Um, but uh, that's not going to happen, guys. So um, I'm sorry to break it to you, but. Uh, uh you're going to be disappointed so just uh go in there you know <laughs> knowing that
0: <laughs> all right no, but for that... Real though,
1: like i like no, I, you're I, right I would, you're right love, like i would actually love uh like i would actually use right if he was hanging out on my shoulder you know mm-hmm. i'd be like this is the coolest thing hell yeah right you're awesome riding on my shoulder like a badass and then uh if i had an evie and uh um uh I got a Vaporeon or an Umbreon or whatever, and it was just like riding on my hat, I would actually be upset. I'd be like, okay, this is kind of dumb. But if you could turn that Eevee into one of those things, and then maybe it ran in front of you or to the side of you while something ran in the back, or it just replaced the back Pokemon, I'd be totally cool with that too. But, um, I just don't understand, uh, why, 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 why they don't want right you to ride in my shoulder, man.
0: Oh man. Because they have specific animations for it. That's the real answer.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, I know, but that, but uh, uh, I don't know. I just think it's it was stupid when they made uh, um, uh, the Pokemon Yellow Pikachu. If it evolved, like just wouldn't like hang out with you anymore. I thought that was dumb.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: Raichu is also pretty fat, so you probably want to be able to keep it on your shoulder.
0: That's true. <laughs>
2: I just get, I just get really big shoulders. <laughs> Bodybuilder right. basket. Mm -hmm. on that note I'd
1: switch switch him from my left shoulder to my right shoulder every day to keep him even (laughs) (laughs) sorry you can go on
0: (laughs) on that that note uh, we're going to (laughs) take a short commercial break guys be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode we'll catch you guys on the flip flop hey little Timmy what's that you're drinking
2: just a green Tauros it's a bit hard to drink though since it turned my hands into hooves I had to get a straw.
1: Ah! So I see you haven't tried the most recent product from Green Tauros Incorporated.
2: Green Tauros Nitro! What? I don't think I really want to. These hooves are absolutely debilitating.
1: (laughs) Nonsense! Green Tauros Nitro will revolutionize your life and take care of your little hoof problem. You mean I can get rid of my hooves?
2: Count me in!
1: Excellent! Just take a little sip right here.
2: Weird. It's spicy.
1: And how do you feel, Timmy?
2: Uh, uh, I feel tingly all over. Why am I growing fur? What's happening to me? (laughs) Ha ha ha
1: ha ha. No need to worry, Timmy the effects of drinking green Tauros Nitro are 100% pain-free. Not to mention, you'll receive 2,000% your daily value of vitamin B12.
2: Ah! Why am I turning into a Tauros?
1: (laughs) And there you have it, folks. Green Tauros Nitro. The energy drink that not only gives you hooves, but turns you into a full-blown Tauros. Buy some today at your local (laughs) PokeMart.
2: And
0: welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 224, Octillery, the Jet Pokemon. So
1: basically all of them up until uh, Gen 6 um, say that he wants to be in holes and that he can uh, fit into these tiny little itty-bitty holes. And then in uh, Y, it says it traps foes with the suction cups on its tentacles, then smashes them with its rock-hard head.
2: You know, I was thinking the same thing.
1: No sense. No sense to me.
2: It's a hypocritical (laughs) Pokemon. (laughs) uh,
1: But (laughs) the one that I really liked was uh, the Gen 7 one. In Ultra Sun, its Pokédex entry reads, the ink it spits when escaping is special. It contains a substance that dulls the sense of smell So Pokemon with keen noses get
0: lost. (laughs) What? (laughs) There's so much wrong with this Pokemon. I feel like, okay, so the beta art was leaked recently, and it looked way cooler in that. It makes more sense for it to be Octillery. One, for it to have a hard head. That's that's more reasonable with the old design where he's definitely dressed up like a Sherman tank. And I, I like that one a lot better for a lot of these Pokedex entries. And it's definitely one of those things where you can tell they write Pokédex entries with older designs in mind sometimes, it seems like. Um, Where they're just like, yeah, we're developing this Pokémon, this is what happened. Oh, you probably can't see that anymore, can you? And that's kind of the insight I gained from that. Uh, They also call him the Jet Pokémon, which I don't understand whatsoever. Like, if you're going to call him anything, like, call him the Artillery Pokémon. Or call him the, like, the Tank Pokémon or something like that, you know? I feel like that's better than the jet Pokemon.
1: Or the whistling Pokemon, because he always looks like he's whistling.
2: (laughs) So so despite having a rock-hard head and still being able to fit into tiny holes, keep in mind that this Pokemon's evolutionary line, it makes perhaps the least amount of sense from any (laughs) other. Because it goes from what a Pokemon based on a Remora, which is a type of parasitic fish, to an octopus yeah, that makes sense Which to me. Which is cephalopod. It, it makes, makes sense. no sense. How does it make sense? Explain how that makes sense, Dash. Uh, because they
0: both, one's a gun and one's a tank. Duh. <laughs> so they can both stick to things. <laughs> my, my rationale is if I wanted my gun to evolve, I would totally see it evolving into a tank. And they <laughs> found a way to do that. <laughs> So if you were just like, man, Uh, Octillery is so cool. I can't wait to use him competitively. Oh, oh, do I have something for you? So Octillery's (laughs) base stats are a base 75 in HP, a base 105 in attack, base 75 in defense, base 105 in special attack, base 75 in special defense, and a solid base 45 speed. So of course, you know, this puts him in the PU tier where every (laughs) mono water type belongs. That isn't like, I don't know waylord or something
2: but Fetch it gets bullet seed and rock blast does it not have skill link
0: no his abilities are absolutely awful uh
2: so, so
1: it, has, it has base 45 speed and it's called the jet pokemon
2: yeah isn't it <laughs> <even> worse <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he gets he gets snipe, he, so the only good ability he gets is sniper uh, let that be noted. So for those of you who don't know, Sniper gives you a times two for critical hits. Or, yeah, two uh, actually 2.25 on critical hits instead of 1.5. So that's good. Um, however, his other abilities are Suction Cups, which isn't very good except in an out-of-game scenario. If you want to try to do something like chain fishing in Pokemon, that's what you would do with that. Um, and then Moody is banned in most formats, it turns out. Um, you can't use Moody because it just randomly boosts stats, and the most notable of which being evasion, which is a problem. Uh, his move pool is actually not bad though. He's got coverage of pretty much every type, that makes him all right. His special move pool is definitely deeper than his physical move pool, so you typically run him as a special mon. But you could definitely run him as something physical. You could run an Adamant Octillery if you wanted to, and it would almost work. But Choice Specs is probably the way to go. Slap a Modest on it. Uh, you want to go Hydro Pump, Fire Blast, Energy Ball, Ice Beam. I think that gives you really solid coverage, actually. Um, I think the only thing you can't hit with that is um, our Fairy types. But you're in UU, or in PU. Never mind, not UU, PU. What Fairy types are there? Probably none.
2: Uh, <laughs> fairy types are good.
0: Yeah, Fairy types are good. I don't know how many are actually in PU. I think it's very, very minimal. Uh, maybe Wigglytuff's <laughs> down there. Wigglytuff might be there. <laughs> so watch out for those Wigglytuff. You might. It doesn't matter because you have Flash Cannon anyway, so you can always run Flash Cannon or Gunk Shot even if you want to run Physical artillery, uh, I think he also gets Sludge Bomb. Actually, he gets Sludge Bomb. Don't run Flash Cannon. Run Sludge Bomb. That's far <laughs> better. Uh, unless you're worried about those Ice Type Pokemon that are just flooding PU, but you have Fire Blast so
2: and Rock Blast. Yeah, well, it does have good coverage. It has really good the- coverage.
0: The problem is he's got terrible defenses.
2: And speed is just awful.
0: Yeah.
1: I want, I want a mega artillery.
0: <laughs>
1: That's what I want.
0: Okay. Only, only if it turns into give something,
1: 16, give him 16 legs, um, a big, huge kissy face. And, uh, like make his, uh, his, uh, his bulbous bulbs that don't even look like suction cups, uh, make them even bulbier.
0: I really want an artillery, uh, So I I love Octillery in the anime every time it shows up because I think almost every single episode in Octillery is like focused on in the anime. It's just incredibly depressed.
1: (laughs) It's like you're a Pokemon.
0: Yeah, well, like, it's just incredibly depressed. I think the first time Octillery was in the anime was in Gen 2, obviously, in the gold and silver when they were in the Whirl Islands. And the reason Octillery is at the forefront is because it's a Remoraid that had just evolved. And so it's in this dilemma of... Hey, I can't hang out with my rubber raid friends anymore. Uh I am now an Octillery.
2: <laughs> I do everything
0: through the same hole. And, he, just, <laughs> and he's but like he's just like super depressed the entire time. <laughs> depressed Octillery. I'm gonna
2: breed one and name it EOR now.
0: So Thank the only <laughs> that's a more descriptive description, I think, instead of the Jet Pokemon, let's call them the Eeyore Pokemon, right? <laughs> uh, I think the good, I think where Octillery shines the most, though, in the Pokemon universe has to be the TCG, mm. absolutely the TCG, um, uh, because I, I know Basket can definitely comment on this with me. Uh, but I, I
2: you, used the, I used that card a bunch when I yeah, played. Yeah, well. absolutely,
0: because the Octillery, yeah. uh, the Octillery from Breakthrough, is fantastic. Uh, what were we saying, basket?
1: I said it's a budget shaman, and it's
0: awesome. yeah. And well, shaman's gone now too, so it all works out.
1: It it, re- it replaced shaman essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, octillery for those is a stage two card, ninety HP. Nothing fantastic. It's a, it's attack is garbage. It's two water energy and a colorless, so you can use the move hug for 40 damage, and the defending <laughs> Pokemon can't return, can't retreat. And I mean, who you want it to retreat because it's probably going to kill you otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the reason you play Octillery. It's for its ability Abysmal Hand, or Abyssal Hand, my bad, um, where once per turn before you attack, you can draw cards in your hand until you have five. Uh, my favorite way to use this is still in the Gardevoir GX deck right now, where you can bring in a Gallade with Premonition, also from Breakthrough. And you can actually take the top five cards of your deck and order them however you want to make sure you get the most uh, the most out of the top five cards you draw because you you could say you have like one card in your hand so you can't draw all five you're only going to draw four cards but you can make sure that the top four are the ones that you want out of the top five so yeah, that's not that's not that's not a b- bad uh, wombo combo I think that's what the person who won worlds last year did actually I think he ran the Gardevoir GX deck with the uh, what's it called he ran Gardevoir GX with um, Gallade. with Gallade yeah, yeah. because there's no I don't think there's ever a reason to run more than 3 GX's in your deck personally of any mm-hmm. one Pokemon just because I mean if your opponent KO's 3 GX's yeah, they've won that's the game so why would you yeah. ever want to run 4 Gardevoir's in your deck unless you're worried that 3 of them are getting prized <laughs> and if they are you're already done like that's game pretty much, pretty much.
1: I don't know. In a Gardevoir deck, you might still be able to pull that out here. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, somehow. You just, you'll just <laughs> grab, a, you'll you'll draw the Gallade and then uh, <laughs> grab the other, grab like two Gardevoir right out of the gate or something.
2: Uh, shiny <laughs> Octillery is gold.
0: Oh, he is. He's actually, he's one of the not bad shinies because most shinies are bad now. Most of them. It makes me feel bad on the inside. Because most I mean, what do you just, mean
2: now, I feel like uh, the newer shinies are better because they're not just you know inverted.
0: Yeah, so I I agree with you. The Gen Seven shinies are really good uh, because they're not inverted. But what I mean is, when we went to 3D and X and Y, a lot of shinies kind of just got dr- like faded out. Uh, I think the best example with this is, I mean, if you're at a computer screen right now, go look at Shiny Lantern. Um, oh that, yeah. that's going to make your heart hurt because shiny lantern used to look so cool in Sprite art. It was this nice purple color. And then if you look at shiny lantern now in gen six, it's just kind of like this faded blue. Yeah.
1: Like like I, it was like, if you're, if you're shiny hunting for one, you could easily miss it. Even if you've seen the last 30, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: But there's a lot of Pokemon shinies that got, kind of washed out like that and that's that's my problem with it Just, they did something with the palette swaps when they went to Gen 6 that didn't quite work out the way that we had all hoped so yeah, Gen, 7, all the, Gen 7 Gen
2: 7
1: green. oh sorry
0: oh Gen 8 make all the shinies great again that's all I wanted to say <laughs>
1: oh I was going to say that they made all the <laughs> in, in Gen 7 they made all the green uh, shinies like a, like a Baby poop, pea soup
2: color
1: instead of like bright green. That's an uh,
2: description. But yeah. anyway, the real reason we chose Octillery as the poke of the episode is because of the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion. Honestly, yeah,
0: I've been playing a lot of that, and I was just like, we need to Pokemon the episode. This one reminds me of what I've been doing recently.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's a really good expansion.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's fun Splatoon. if you play Splatoon. Definitely, and if you play it's- Switch games, you can come to our Discord server.
2: Plug. Uh, yeah, come play with us.
0: Don't say it like that, but yeah, come and hang out with us and <laughs> play Splatoon. Oh, I right. need more friends. <laughs> All right, that is going that to be. Doesn't
2: talk to me unless I'm on the podcast with him. <laughs> <laughs> you could talk to me. You just have to ask. You're scary over text. <laughs> I, I dismiss it. <laughs> all uh, right. Let's move on.
0: All right. That's going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. Let's kick it on over to the mailbag.
2: It's mail time. You got me. It's time for the mailbag. You Send in your emails. You got me. The mail's here. You got me. Check
1: your inbox. You got me. It's time
0: for the Mailbag! Mail! Mail! And on to the Mailbag. The Mailbag as always is brought to you by the energy drink green Tauros. The energy drink gives you hooves. Uh, hooves. Or turns
2: you into a full-blown Tauros. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I I like
0: the confusion from Basket. It's probably my favorite part of this whole ordeal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Oops. And as always, uh we this is the segment of the show where we read listener emails. We typically have a prompt. Uh we want to know what everybody thinks Pokemon about Pokemon Go and its effect on the Pokemon series as a whole. Uh we you can of course send your email into pokopodcast at gmail.com. I want to know what you guys thought of E3. What was your what was your favorite part of E3? I don't even care if it's Pokemon related, just let me know. Uh, send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. I'm very excited to see your responses for next week. So uh, let's jump into it then. Uh, so, our first email is from Hane and Scron says he was going to read this one. So, yes, I'm so going to take read it this away. Email.
2: Uh, this email is exceptionally long, and we are on a time uh, frame, so I'm going to be very quick about reading it. If you don't want your email read quickly in the future, then do not write as much. Okay. Let us do this. 500 words hey, is a good number. Just as a few difference. Hey, After Let's Go Pikachu was announced, I was amazed by how pretentious some items on my, on my manifesto turned out to be. I have therefore reduced my rejected emails word count from 1,600 to around 600. Phew. So maybe a bit more would be better. Phew. I'd love to know your thoughts. One, start from the ground up. Game Freak has got away with copying and pasting for too long. The recent Breath of the Wild reinvigorated Zelda fans said it it's the linear formula that worked for Ocarina of Time and dared to take a risk. It gave us a world to explore and it handed us an initiative. That kind of respect for the player is absent for Pokemon games. Forget an update, it's time for a change. Pokemon needs a Super Mario 64 moment, not another NSMB. In F- in Two, split Pokemon games into two. Battle and adventure. Some love Pokemon battles, others play to explore. Many enjoy both, but those are di- two different modes of gameplay as evidenced by Pokemon Go and Showdown. The fact that players go to unofficial websites like Showdown to practice for official tournaments proves Game Freak is underserving a crucial audience. By trying to appeal by trying to appease casual and competitive players, Pokemon mainline games fail to satisfy either group. Here's my solution. Make a dedicated battle game in the separate adventure series. Tutorials in the battle game would be optional. A rental system would remove the need to take a PhD in Pokemon science before competing. Having to learn about breeding, IVs, EVs, egg moves, egg groups, destiny, not (laughs) ever types, natures, hidden power abilities, weather effects, field effects, status effects, hazards, item evolution, zebras, priority moves, speed tiers, battle tiers, and damage calculators before being (laughs) able to (laughs) compete. (laughs) (laughs) Or you die. (laughs) You won't attract new people to Pokemon by penalizing them for for lack of expert knowledge. Someone with no experience of Pokemon should be able to mix it up online within a few hours, not a few months of playing the game. Learning the ropes should be fun, not homework. Wait, wait wait, wait, wait! Came- I want to
0: comment there. I want to comment there, just because I feel like I feel like to be good at anything, you it takes months to be good at it. I don't think you can be like, man, you should be able to master this video game and the competitive scene of this video game in three hours.
1: I don't think that's what he's trying to say. I don't think he's talking about mastering it, right? He didn't. I think saying like
0: someone with no experience in Pokemon <laughs> should be able to mix it up online with a, within a few hours, not a few months of playing the game.
1: Well, I mean, I mix it up online. I just suck.
0: <laughs> that's that's the part. That's how you get good. Like you can't. That's like saying, man, I I hope everybody can just be a master at whatever first person shooter exists out there. Or I I wish that uh, it. I, within three hours, I could be a master of Street Fighter Five, right? It's like a hard that doesn't game. that doesn't exist. It's a game. Like you have like if you want to be good at something, you have to work at it. You can't be upset about that.
1: Yeah, you and know? and also also a game where everybody's great, like right off the bat, you know, like that's it's no not, fun.
0: It's
1: it's it's nothing that anybody's gonna want to turn into a competitive game. Exactly. Like there's there's a reason there's a reason why. Uh, for the longest time, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, fans of the Street Fighter series like were playing on an old, outdated Street Fighter game because the last two or whatever had like these giant issues.
0: So that like, was actually there's, there's... Street Fighter 5? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they went back to Street Fighter 4. Yeah, Fun it's... fact. But yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Oh, anyway, right. Continue. continue. I just wanted to get that off my chest. It pissed me off. <laughs>
2: That's where the adventure game comes in. If casual players aren't interested in online battling, they should still have incentives to explore and interact with PCs besides acquiring items and TMs that they'll never use. They shouldn't be forced to breed for dozens of hours for the perfect Pokemon that will only be optimal in one team for a couple of months. That's a dis- dis- disincentive to play. To be clear, I'm, not, I'm saying Game Freak should streamline, not simplify, Pokemonic mechanics. Splitting the games would tailor the playing experience to both audiences. The AZ of Pokemon battling is an unreasonably high entry barrier that punishes... Is, punishes... Is, Punishes casual players while the 30 hour story required for keeping up with the meta game frustrates competitive ones. Tell me about that. I still haven't got my mega bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> Game Freak's tutorials are counterproductive as hardcore fans and newcomers alike were bored by Sun and Moves handholding antics. Give me a Pokemon Stadium 3 with crisp graphics, snazzy animations, and a battle facility, a rental system, a story mode, online battling, custom multiplayer tournaments, mythical Pokemon as prizes, bosses like Shadow Mewtwo, unlockable battle arenas, and rare items. You okay. really like your I commas! Okay. I want to yeah,
1: comment about something go here real it. quick. So basically, what it seems like is being suggested here... That They make some sort of game that's like basically just the adventure where you don't have to worry about battling, where you just go around and you just catch Pokemon, right? But you're in a Pokemon uh, setting, you know, like maybe Kanto, you know, with like maybe a remake of like the yellow version or something, you know, where you just go around and you just catch Pokemon and you get to have the adventure, right?
2: Uh, hmm. Are you being passive aggressive, Bask?
0: <laughs> well, no, no, no. so So he sent this email before we got the reveal.
1: What I'm trying to say is, uh, um, it's it's been like uh, painfully obvious for me the last few uh, um, iterations of Pokemon um, that uh, the story and things are um, uh, they're they're being like passed over because um, uh, Game Freak uh, wants to attract children uh, and expects the older uh, players to. Um, still be okay with what's going on right um and then uh as far as the battling thing goes i mean i I honestly feel like right now that's exactly what's what's happening like you can play through the 30-hour story right um and you can get what you want and you can put down the game you know if you want to actually be good at battling then um you know you got to put in the effort
0: yeah I so my my feeling about the competitive scene in Pokemon. This is bringing up a lot of topics, uh, but my my feeling about the competitive scene in Pokemon is I don't think Pokemon is trying to become an esport per se. I I don't think that's their intention. I think their intention is to make money. I think that the VGC scene is more of a sideshow compared to the TCG scene when it comes to their tournaments and stuff. Like if we take a look at just the sheer number of players that show up to events, like when I went to St Louis. I, I don't want to like keep kicking a dead horse, but um, when we when I went to St. Louis, there were ju- there were 192 players for video game Masters, right? There were a thousand for TCG masters. So I they're definitely making their money from the TCG players. I don't think they care that much about the video game players and their competitive scene, right? Uh, I don't see Pokemon is actively trying to foster a competitive scene. Uh, in my opinion. If they did, they wouldn't have seasons like where, like the one that we're probably about to walk into, where it's bring two legendaries of any kind you want, right? And then you end up seeing alternate Krosma just destroy the scene. Um, I really yeah. think that the kind of person they want to come to that is they want an actual Pokemon fan, and not somebody who's just a fan of the mechanics of the chess game that goes on in Pokemon. Uh, that That's my big opinion of it. Um, it I think... They in their mind, in their mindset, and in mine personally as well. I prefer it if it's some like I'd rather play a guy who was not suit like as good at the game as they possibly could if they were just like solely simulating everything, right? But rather just, hey, I played through this game because it's fun. I really like Pokemon, so I decided to jump into the competitive scene with it, right? I'd much rather play that person than man. I sat down at my computer and I played seventy two rounds of Showdown. I know that if I use Brave Bird with my Crobat, I am going to do 56.3% damage max. That's um, really
2: close to comic book just, guy from the Simpsons. I was
0: just gonna say, I was just gonna say that was perfect. That was right? absolutely perfect. Right? Yeah. And so oh, wow. right, that, that's, my, that's, 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 that's that's my feeling with the competitive scene in Pokemon. I'd much rather play somebody who's into the whole franchise than somebody who's just into that one tiny aspect i know you get this in the tcg as well you'll get people who don't even know pokemon names but they want to play the card game because it's a cheaper version of magic and they'll go play that right um but yeah i've said it before
2: and i'll say it again but the pokemon tcg is harder than magic in my opinion
0: uh, that's fine i don't know i never played magic and i don't ever play on
2: it um so but yeah go go ahead finish this off we're almost done all right. New game does not equal 100 new Pokemon. Despite looking cool, each new batch of Pokemon dilutes the value of existing ones as they pass from today's must haves to yesterday's has-beens. Stop dumping 80 Pokemon at once. Instead, add newly discovered species in the wild through periodic updates. That would preserve the value of old Pokemon and get us excited about new ones. Players wouldn't be overwhelmed by a pile of new Pokemon that reshaped the metagame in one swoop. DLC could add stories of areas to existing regions. A master mode could, with improved AI and higher-level Pokemon would draw in competitive players. Imagine a package called Kanto Winter with Meridian Forest covered in snow. New Pokemon forms that are reshuffled Elite Four. Parts of Seafoam Islands could freeze over, exposing previously inaccessible areas. This would transform a prepackaged, ready-made game into a living and breathing experience. The possibilities are endless, and the model will be more sustainable. Hanakane. I don't think I have... that's true. <clears throat> All
1: right. I, I, I was... Okay. I absolutely and utterly disagree with the the first half of that Um, I hate DLC 100%. Um, and, uh, throwing in, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dismissing Hanekane's, uh, argument, you know, like that's, that's something he thinks would work well. I'm not attacking him. I just think personally, like from my view, like if Pokemon was like, Hey, we came out with the new Pokemon game. Um, but you're, but it's only going to start with the original 700 and whatever that we have. Um, and then we're going to drop in Pokemon later, you know, like that would just piss me off, especially um, because I would be super worried that um, the way, you know, DLC is headed, um, that that would be microtransactions. Like, oh, do you want mm. this Pokemon? Well, that's uh, that's 99 cents, you know? You want this Pokemon? That's 99 cents. And then once the meta, like, moves ahead someone buys the game late, then they have you know like the meta's strongest pokemon it's like oh well it's only 3.99 but to get you know mm. uh six of those you're spending what like 18 bucks
0: yeah i so uh, my concern also is i don't think that if you drop 80 new pokemon that's that big of a deal personally because first of all his his main concern is that old pokemon lose their value and that's not necessarily true like i like to make jokes that in uh that if you look at Gen seven underused here it's the Gen six OU um that that part it's partially true but partially not um there's still a ton of Pokemon that are still valued rather highly I think honestly the one that's vi- that's really that does really well in general is Venusaur like that thing's OU still yeah. like it's it's Venusaur. <clears throat> And that's OG Gen 1 Pokemon. It's OU. Uh, I can pull up a tier list, and I can probably find a bunch of Pokemon. I think another staple that's been around for a while, because, I mean, for us as longtime Pokemon fans, which I know Hanakane is, uh, things seem shorter to us, especially in relative terms. But if you think about Gen 5, Gen 5 came out in 2011. That's seven years old now, right? Yeah. And so a seven-year-old Pokemon that's still relevant in the meta right now, two of them I can think of, uh, Landorus. And Excadrill, both of them very relevant in the meta. Um, the they are not irrelevant by any means. Um, yeah, and you've got
1: Garchomp Gen Four. Oh you've man, Garchomp!
0: Uh, yeah, Garchomp has has You've got, has you've got still Dragonite.
1: You've got Dragonite yeah. that's done the same thing as uh, um, Venusaur has just been consistently OU throughout everything.
0: Also, think- Pelipper. Pelipper's up in OU now again because it got drizzled. I think I think the thing that he forgets is that they do do things. They in between generations, they do balancing. Like, that's their balancing patch. You, you have to think of each gen as a patch, per se, um, yeah. in terms of Pokemon. And because a lot of things got bumped up. Like, Pelipper, I think, is the big, biggest example. Who would have ever thought Pelipper would ever be relevant in Pokemon? Right? It was awful in Gen 3. It was awful in Gen 4, Gen 5, Gen 6. And now, all of a sudden, it's OU. Because it gets a drizzle. They're just like, hey, have this ability, Pelipper. And then Pelipper takes it and runs with it. and. I, so i i don't i would just have to say that 80 new pokemon at once isn't the problem i think it's just balancing in general like you can be mad that talon is no longer relevant and that's fine but Talonflame was cancer so that's fine <laughs> uh, it's called balancing we nerfed the crap out of Talonflame, right we're just like your gale wings ability is useless now you uh you didn't,
1: can't do anything well, didn't they do the same thing as they basically did with uh um uh, what's his name? Uh, um, like giving giving uh, uh, the oh man uh, the defeatist thing, right? Mm-hmm. They basically gave that to um uh, tel- uh, Talon Flame, but that's only because his best move is Brave Bird, which hurts him.
0: Well, no, they didn't give him defeatist. They just gave him Gale Wings, and what they did is they like nerf Gale Wings to the ground, and they said, "Well, right,
1: that's that's what I meant because yeah. he loses." And, and his health is the uh, is the balance for it. yeah yeah uh-huh. that's that's what I meant. It was essentially yeah. giving him defeat in exactly. a different way.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. it's like inverse Defeatus. Yeah, it's <sighs> yeah he he loses a lot. And they also came up with a lot of abilities because every single release when they announced a new Pokemon for Gen Seven, like uh, Tapu Lele was the first. You see Psychic Terrain come up, and you're just like, oh, no more priority for Brave Bird, right? Um, and then you see, uh, I think the next one Serena. You see Serena come up. She has queenly majesty. You can't use priority moves against her. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so you see a lot of things where it's just like, yeah, we're nerfing Talonflame to the ground. And that's the one thing. Like, there are. Like, I wouldn't. I don't think adding 80 Pokemon at once is a problem. If you're saying that the meta gets stale, that's not true. Metas rotate literally all the time. I I think the biggest thing. I think the biggest one you could see was in. especially if you think about the VGC metas as well they do a really good job of rotating those and that's uh like when we got VGC 15 when it was just um, gen 7 pokemon essentially it was just a lola dex and you saw you just saw a rotation in that meta it just kept it kept changing there was no centralization it was great so just <laughs> just uh just remember that that's all i want to say um man that went on for a while uh, we had a lot of discussion there uh, <laughs> but uh, let's do one more. I'll take this last one. Um, we have time for one more. We'll take this last one from, I think, Lance. He didn't actually sign his email, so I'm going to go with Lance. Hey there, Uh, For the mailbag question, I wanted to say that I definitely think that Pokemon Go has had a positive impact on the community. While out on Community Day, I've met people who've traveled from other states with friends just to catch Pokemon and see families playing together. I've also met a local community of players that I can rush to meet for raids when I'm in town and able to play. I'd like to see more community-type <coughs> events worked into the game, but I would love more support for the game outside of cities. Cough, cough, Pokey stops. cough, cough. But I <laughs> guess you can't always get what you want. Well, I've got to go. The Snowpoint Gym needs its sidewalk shoveled, and it's a never-ending job. Catch you on the flip-flop. Um. But yeah, I I don't think Hanakane has the green Taurus badge. And he, he inspired a lot of discussion today.
1: I was actually just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, it was long and uh, don't do that again. But
0: uh, (laughs) it was,
1: it was, um, uh, and I know, I know he reduced it from what was 1600 words. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to like, uh, make time for that and get other people's, uh, stuff's out there. Cause, cause we have to, we have to, we have to bump another, uh, mailbag because, uh, the first one was so long. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, um, it's not just our, you know, uh, desire that it's shorter. It's that it, it, bumps other people's, um, emails out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to give it to Hanakani though, because it did, it did, uh, uh, create a bunch of
0: discussion. So yep.
2: And it's the twenty eighteen Green Taurus badge. You yep. get the special role in our Discord server.
0: Makes your name obnoxiously green. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is going to be it. If you want to email us next week you can do so at Pucklepodcast at gmail com uh answering what was your favorite thing that came out of E3? Let us know. Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Also you can go ahead and uh, check out us on our social medias at Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. All those are at com, as well as the PuckleCon schedule and order of events and pricing and everything, where we're going to be, when we're going to be there, when Scron will take a picture with you. Um, it's, it's all on uh, I Actually, we should uh, – no, we shouldn't get big enough heads that think people are going to take pictures with us. Um, but, uh, I mean – you can if also if, if <laughs> we'll we'll actually get like a pre-made banner that people can take pictures of that are just a picture of us, um, yeah. like giving thumbs up and yeah. like smiling vaguely. Yeah.
1: Totally, and we we just we just we have one of those cut out heads. Yeah, right? exactly. We just give them like a generic white shirt and brown, uh, <laughs> exactly. and then they just stick their head in there and take the picture.
0: Yes, exactly. That's how it's going to yes. go down. <laughs> yes. if you want to talk to us on discord and possibly get the green Taurus badge roll there you could do so by just clicking the show the, the invite link in the show notes we would love to have you guys there we have a blast there and i love meeting all of you um you can also go to twitch.tv slash the podcast if you want to catch me or joshiro streaming either the video game or the tcg i think i'm gonna start picking up an extra day a month just to do shiny hunts because i think people want to watch that on twitch <laughs> And it's. It, I also just like doing it because it's a cool way just to hang out with people on Twitch.
2: Yeah, so that's why people like it. It's a nice little chat yeah. room while you watch someone in pain. Exactly.
0: So <laughs> we, we, I might start doing that. Um, and if you would like to support the show, you could do so in a couple of ways. One, you can go back to Twitch. And if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can actually sub to us on Twitch, which will uh, help us out. We'll get like $2 from that that month. And we'll really appreciate that. Uh, and it's free for you if you're not subbed to anybody else on Twitch. Um, you can also go to our Tee Public store and buy a bunch of T-shirts, including the PuckleCon 2018 shirt, so that even if you aren't at PuckleCon, you could feel like you're there when you're either watching the YouTube highlights or the stream. We don't know which one of those is happening yet. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> you can more directly support the show by going to Patreon.com slash PucklePodcast, and we'll, of course, give you a bunch of sweet perks there. If you're at the $10 tier, you get some cool custom TCG cards. This month, it is the BosaFist card. So definitely consider paying up if you want that Bosifist card, that sweet, sweet Bosifist TCG card. (laughs) Uh, We need to do uh, next year when we have like a full set of like these Puckle TCG cards, we need to do a tournament where you're allowed to use them. (laughs)
2: oh my goodness
0: because they're all I don't re- think well the problem is they're, they're all re- bad they're all bad yeah. like none of them are good
2: mine's <laughs> like one of them and they're flying to Italy
0: uh yes I, it's the whimsicott card um the whimsicott card let me read it I have it on my desk um oh fly like this, this attack can only be used once per year um because that's how often <laughs> she comes to visit us uh <laughs> so that that's gonna be it guys uh thank you for listening to the show Uh, I'm Trainer Thatch I'm Scrum And I'm Basket And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower It's closing time As always, we would like to thank our patrons for making the show possible. So, thank you to Declan, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, V for Viking, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Show manga Mago87, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosifis, Alverin, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude9, Chris, John, R Sigma, Doc McSteffles, Nathan, the Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawat, Trevor, TJ, Shambles, Bird Keeper, Cobra, Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Bob, Sparky, Brian, Orange Avenger, Thomas, Block, Dennis, Echo, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark Inferno235 and the V for supporting the show. We are going to be doing a live podcast with you guys here on June 30th, so mark your calendars for that one, guys. We'll be doing a live podcast that morning. More details to come at Patreon.com. Of course, if you want your name listed at the end of the show, you can go ahead and go to Patreon.com and also get access to a bunch of other perks. It's going to be great. So I will catch you guys on the flip-flop